Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back, I will be in the studio with my good friend, Christine Scuban of Sunflower Wellness. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Christine. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you. So Christine Scuban, uh, her company's called Sunflower Wellness, mm-hmm. and she's an integrative nutrition health coach who's going to share ways that we can feel our best selves by making personalized diet and lifestyle changes. Does that does that pretty much yes. sum it up, Christine? Yes. That's a great summary, awesome. a very uh, high-level summary of what we can do. Yeah. So I, I guess I think we'd like to start by just having you share a little bit about your company, your work, kind of why you do this heart-centered work that you do. Sure. Absolutely. So as Jen mentioned, um, my company is called Sunflower Wellness, and it is just me in the company. Um, I started it about a year and a half ago. Um, I have been drawn to healthy eating for probably the last 10 years of my life, but didn't start learning actual real facts about healthy eating until probably four or five years ago. And as I started and continued my own journey on learning more about eating healthy and and just moving your body, things like that, um, I realized that it really brought me joy to talk to other people about it too. Um, And then the pandemic happened and I was, I found myself laid off with a barely four-year-old at home and um, we didn't really have much to do. And I started thinking about where I wanted to go next in my career because for the first time in my adult life, I had time to do that, which was a really nice thing. I think that a lot of people mm-hmm. experience that during yeah. the during the pandemic yeah. and the and the shutdown. Yeah, and as, as horrible as that was, without that, I don't think I'd be sitting here with you today. Yeah. So there's a part of me that's a little grateful for that time. But anyway, um, so I started looking into different career options, and um, coaching kind of popped up one day in one of my searches. And I researched it more and found uh, this amazing school called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And after just a few days of thinking about it, I jumped right in and signed up for the the program. And it basically gave me the tools that I wanted to help other people. It's it's really great. Isn't it funny how that happens? Yeah. Like very often we go on this path of discovering what our own needs are first and mm-hmm. then realizing how we can turn that into right. an, an opportunity to help other people. So exactly. I love that story. So you discovered your soul passion. Yes. And so I'm like most of us, I'm assuming you had some kind of transition from mm-hmm. an other type of work that you yes. might be doing to trying to really, you know, um, f- putting your energy towards this heart-centered work. What mm-hmm. what was that journey like for you? Um, so my most of my career years, um, 30, 30 years, almost 30 years, (laughs) Um, were working in um, banking or retail. So I guess you could call me a corporate dropout. Um, Join the club. Yes, that's right. I love it. (laughs) Um, And I knew a few years before I found the health coaching um, that that wasn't for me anymore. So, But I didn't know where to go from there. Um, So the in-between was a little rocky. Um, I had a couple random jobs that I did not like at all. Um, And I did find a job I enjoyed at a local theater, um, which was wonderful. And that is another thing that brings me great joy is just theater in general. So I have that. But it still wasn't – I knew it still wasn't it for me. Like that wasn't the exact thing that my heart was calling for. So when I found this program – 
that's what enabled me to finally have that vision and see forward like this is where I want to take my career. I want to work with people and coach them to be the best versions of themselves. Yeah. And it goes, like you said, it goes beyond just what you eat. Absolutely. It's, it's a mindset. It's a, right. you know, physical, emotional, spiritual mm-hmm. journey. And it's so right. important right now. I mean, I think now, that, now probably more than ever. I would agree. People are seeking this kind of guidance and support. Yes, and what a lot of people don't realize is your health, your well-being is so much more, like you said, than what you're putting in your body and how you're moving your body. Um, your mental well-being is very important. Your relationships in your life are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of um, the amount of food you choose to cook at home versus cooking, going out to eat, and it's more than just oh, there's more calories out there, right? It's when you're home, you're in an environment that you can be yourself and you can be comfortable and you can relax. Yeah. And enjoy yourself. Um, so we, the overall experience is more nurturing exactly. and nourishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many people, so most people these days live in their fight or flight constantly. Um, and taking a moment to step back and look at a number of things in your life can help you step out of that flight or fight. Yeah. Um, and now there's a fawn that people talk yes. about too. So, but anyway, it Sometimes gives you the opportunity. A freeze. Too. A freeze. Yes. There's four choices. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so that's so great. I love it. So who would you say your, is your ideal client and why? So my ideal client um, is anyone, really. Any, he, what do you say? He, she, they, them, we, us, yeah. anyone. <laughs> anyone, um, adults, really. It, it yeah. would need to be an adult um, that knows they want something more for themselves or knows that they're not living to the potential that they see in themselves and they need some help getting there. Mm-hmm. So they know that maybe they want to um, change a career and move their body more or they want to lose some weight and discover some spirituality. But they don't know how to do that, right? right? So I would come in with them and talk to them and coach them through that. So it's it's someone that really knows there's more for them, but they don't know how to get there. Right. So you're providing tools. Well, like in any coaching right. that, that we that we all do. Mm-hmm. So you're providing tools, but you're also like an accountability partner. Absolutely. Because I think people need that. Even like as a coach, I need a coach. I need coaches. Right. right. We all need somebody to just keep us exactly. from straying off the path, which exactly. we tend to do as humans. So. Right. One of my clients has shared with me that she gets so excited in between appointments because she remembers like, oh, I can't wait to tell my coach yes. that I did a good job because that accountability is so it is. important. It's a big piece of it. It's a huge piece of it. And um, having that accountability partner or person being someone that is not in your inner circle yes. sometimes is more effective because I, I am I, not in your inner circle, am more likely to to hold you to your word as opposed to being like, oh, it's fine because you're my best friend or my aunt or, you know, anything like that. That's a really important um, distinction to make. Mm -hmm. I I think that's very true from my own experience um, coaching people as well. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. So so one of the things I love to ask our guests on the show is to talk to us about an accomplishment that they make that they feel most proud of. What what comes to mind when I ask you that question? So my immediate answer is always my daughter. Um, She is so amazingly special to me. And the accomplishment um, is the fact that I was able to have her at all. Um, I did not think I could have children. And um, I I have an amazing eight-year-old daughter. And I I can attest to that. Yes. Um, And she is is just pure joy. And every day, um, I am proud. I am proud to be her mother. I am proud that I've been able to be on this journey with her, that I'm raising her in a way that makes 
her into an amazing human and makes me even happier to be a mom. And and it was, again, it's it's so much more of an accomplishment to me because until I was 35 and got pregnant, I did not think I would ever have a child. Yeah. And, and for those of you that have struggled with such things, you know how devastating that is. It and really is. when I was given the opportunity that I didn't think I would have, and I am forever proud of that. And she is a very special young woman. Thank you. She loves you, Jen. Oh, <laughs> we love her back. <laughs> so what do you, and, and I, just before I move on, I mean, yeah. I, if you think about parenting in general, mm-hmm. I, I always say this, it's like the best thing I ever did, also the hardest, mm-hmm. like it's a completely just different experience that we always we might think we're prepared for but we're really not but it's so incredibly meaningful yeah so in in ways you don't understand until you become a parent exactly yeah and and until you are there's you can't fathom it because you have to experience it you know for once somebody else comes first that's right and then and always forever and forever i know Mm -hmm. it's so cool Mm -hmm. so what about an um you know, we we like to get real real on yeah, this show. We it. like to get real real <laughs> on this podcast. What about a challenge that you faced in your life and how you've overcome it? Yeah, so um, I was um, I am currently married to my daughter's father and my husband, but I had a, a previous marriage that was an abusive marriage, mm-hmm. and um, the biggest challenge in my life uh, to date and hopefully ever um, was leaving that marriage and leaving that man. Um, he is a narcissist, and he was verbally abusive for seven years. Mm. And um, it was very, very hard for me to leave that relationship. It took me two years of knowing I wanted to leave um, and an amazing, amazing, wonderful support system of family and friends that stayed with me even though I was not making good choices and were there for me when I was ready even though it had been years right um and looking back I am so glad I mean obviously I'm very glad I did it I wish I had done it sooner but something I learned in that entire experience is that things tend to happen when they're supposed to absolutely and as hard as those seven years were for me I now know that if I hadn't experienced them when I did, I wouldn't have my daughter. Yeah. Because she happened after that, obviously. So um, I try to, as a as a person, as as a human, I try to always find at least one little bright side or a positive thing in every experience. And for me, that's it. In that instance, I appreciate you sharing that, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if the listeners are aware of this, but yeah. Christine, I, we recently put out this beautiful book, a compilation of twenty-two women telling their raw stories, and Christine was one of our authors, and she shared that story with with the world, and mm-hmm. it is not easy to open yourself up like that and be that vulnerable. But what was the experience like for you? A pretty yeah, Pretty it was astounding, right? Yeah, it was very therapeutic to write it. Yes. Um, and I actually did something a little different. I actually dictated a lot of my story to my own phone recording it because I didn't feel that typing it out would really get the um the message across and the emotion behind it. Yes. So I decided to speak it out and then I went through and of course edited and right. and made it look nice, but um it it was very cathartic for me to write. Um and then I recently had the opportunity to read some of it out loud. That was a whole different kind of experience. It was very difficult um, to share that very intimate part of my life with strangers, essentially. At the same time, I was really happy that I was given that opportunity. It's amazing, isn't it? it? It's so liberating. It is. And then within 10 minutes of that event ending, I had two different women come up to me and share that 
and thank me yes. because they had been in similar experiences. And that is why I do it. And that's the magic right. of sharing our truths because mm -hmm. it makes other people feel less alone. Exactly. And the process of healing begins. Mm -hmm. It's just, a st it's I, not to get off topic. No, but please. I, I think it's just something important. The, the message that I'm people are going to hear me talking about probably from now until the end of time yeah. is this, you know, being um, feeling safe enough to be who you are and share your life experiences and how they've shaped you. And that's how we connect as in, you know, I think in, instead I think of if, separate, it's right. how we connect. If more people yeah. shared experiences with each other, I think our world would be a lot more connected. Uh, uh, indeed. That's mm -hmm. what my next podcast there is about. Oh, so good. listen in, everyone. But back to this one. <laughs> yes. So, Christine, I, there are so many wonderful things about you. Oh, and thanks. I've only known you a few months. That's right. But I feel like we've known each other forever. What do you love most about yourself? A physical trait, a personality trait, or characteristic? Just something that you can really, like, feel good about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love, and I've kind of already mentioned this, I love my positivity. Mm. Um, my IMA glasses all the way full, all the time kind of person. I love that. Um, I always, always, always can find a positive part of some, whatever is happening. And I always firmly believe that the best outcome is the outcome that we're, I'm going to get or you're going to get or whomever. Yes. Um, and I pride myself in that because so many people in this world are negative Nellies, whether it's from their life experiences or their personalities. And I, as I've just shared, I've not had a sunshine and rainbows life my entire life. Um, but that hasn't changed the fact that the world is a beautiful place and there yes. are wonderful people here and there are wonderful experiences every moment and everywhere you look. And if you look hard enough, you can find them in any situation. It's so true. Mm -hmm. That lack mentality can really bring us down to a very low vibrating state. But mm -hmm. when we can stay focused on what we have to be grateful for, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that about Thank you. Thank you. I could list a lot of other things I love about <laughs> you too, but let's move on. So, um, you know, we're all about self-care, self-love, mm -hmm. self-compassion in our community. Mm -hmm. How do you practice self-care as a health? and nutrition coach to right. stay healthy and balanced yourself. Yeah, so um, as I've obviously talked about, I have an eight-year-old, so I'm a busy mama. Um, I do work between a few jobs full-time. So it is a challenge for me, but I have made it work. Um, I utilize the Peloton class library um, in my home. I don't have equipment. I don't have a bike. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I do yoga through them. I do strength classes through them. And the wonderful thing about that is that if I only have 10 minutes, I can find a 10-minute class. Absolutely. Um, I have everything right in my house. <clears throat> so I tend to do it um, right after my daughter gets on the bus before I have to start working. Or I'll do it on a lunch break because I really don't have a lot of time that I can set aside that, that says, this is my time to move my body. Right. Um, I'll, or if it's nice out, I'll walk on my lunch break. I try to move my body three to four days a week That's at a wonderful. minimum. That's wonderful. Certain times of my life, I've been able to do more. Other times, it's less. And that's a big part of all of this is um, leaning in and understanding that there's always an ebb and flow in your life. You it's never going to be, I have 40 hours a week to work out and I'm going to do that every day. Like there are times that that's going to change. Exactly. So that's the physical stuff. Um, mentally, well, yoga helps me mentally as well. But um, I also love to read and that is my escape and my, I don't. Um, your, your place of stillness. My place of stillness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um, I, I. I actually, I'm going to share this too. I have ADHD, so it's very hard for me to settle. But reading a good fiction book, I can get sucked into that world for hours. That's um, wonderful. So, yeah, I love doing that as well. 
Um, and then just just um, spending time with friends that I know love me and care about me. Um, those are the main things. I do try to do things like go to sound baths, which I'll be going to this weekend, um, and, and get some healing treatments now and again. But as most of you know, we're very busy, and, and yeah. that can't be all the time. So it's in so my true. own house, I try to do as much as I can. Well, that's amazing and so impressive because it is hard. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest thing is is the time, the lack of time. But you're like it's like anything we have to create it, right? right? right. Like how important is it that we put our self care first? Exactly, and and that's one thing um, I've learned as as a as an adult as I've gotten older. Um, often when people say I don't have the time, what they're saying is to even to themselves is I'm choosing to not make this a priority exactly. in my time. Exactly. And sometimes I have to say that to myself yeah. because I'll find myself saying in my own head, I don't have time for this. And then I have to say, stop it. Like I literally speak to myself in my head, stop it. Yeah. It's not that you don't have time. You're choosing not to make exactly. this time. And then sometimes I reevaluate and I do make that time. Yeah. Right? Everything's a choice. That's right. Everything. That's right. I love that. So, you know, we love to talk about role models mm-hmm. um, because I just feel like, again, so this connection important. that we have as, as people – so was there anyone in your life growing up that just left an impact on on, on you and, and made you want to be better in some yes. way? So I'm going to be a little cliche and um, talk about actually both of my parents. Um, my dad, when I was younger, more so, and I'll, I'll speak to that a little bit. So I've, I'm an only child. Um, I am a daddy's girl. We're was, like part of the, a lot of the same clubs, Yes, Christine. I know. We've got a lot in common. Um my dad and I have very similar social personalities, so we're very lively. We both have a ton of energy, always positive, very busy, 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 always doing things. Um, and I, as a child, watched my father in that role. Um, he worked at a college uh, with working with students, um, giving talks, and he always, no matter who he was speaking with or, or where he was, he always had the same level of integrity he treated everyone exactly the same in a positive and loving manner, no matter who they were, if he knew them, if he did not know them. And it really taught me to respect every person that I come in contact with and to treat them with a kindness that I would want to receive. And I think so many people, while they know that in their head, they don't get to see that example. It's so true. And um, and that it just made all the difference for me. Um, and... Growing up with my dad, uh, he had an unwavering commitment to the causes that he believed in. And that is very important to me, um, that he had those beliefs and he stuck with them. And again, treated everyone he came across with with that kindness and respect. Um, And then my mother, um, more so as an adult, my mom and I are very, very alike in our emotional personalities. Ah, yes. So as a child and a teenager – not so much as a child, as a teenager and a, a young adult, we clashed a lot. Um, so I didn't, I didn't see a lot of the things that my mother makes my mother so amazing until I was older. Um, but emotionally, my mother is the kindest person I've ever met in my entire life, and will do anything to help people in need, even if she's finds you on the street. And she has done that. Yes. Um, and her kindness and her giving. She gives her time. She gives her space. She gives her things, the shirt off her own back if she had to. And she does it without expecting anything in return. That's ever. the trick, right? Yeah. That's the trick. And, but she tr- some people say that she truly doesn't care. Yeah. She just wants to help. That's amazing. 
So I look up to her for How that. How fortunate are you I'm to have very, been raised by those two special individuals? I'm so fortunate, and I didn't know it until I got to college. That's pretty typical. Right? You meet other people, and you learn, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I am grateful every day. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Well, they made a beautiful human in you. Thank you. <laughs> um, we always say, like, if you go go back in a time machine, oh. which soon we'll be able to do that, yes. <laughs> what advice would you give to your 12-year-old Christine self? What would you tell her oh, that you know now and didn't yes. know then? 12-year-old was struggling. 12-year-old uh, oh, Christine was struggling. Yes. It's, it's an age where most, most females especially are struggling. Um, I think I would tell her to hang in there um, and then it does get better. Mm. Um, that she'll, she'll figure herself out because it took me a long time. I mean, I, I think probably just in the last five years. Like, it, it really took me a long time. And, and I would say, you know, have patience. Enjoy yourself because my anxiety has always been very high. And I would just want her to know it's okay to relax because yeah. it's going to be okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know. Isn't it crazy? All the things we wish we could teach Right. Teach our teach our daughters and and especially our daughters, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I know they have to learn it themselves. But you just want to make it better by right. teaching them things. Right. Just just believe yeah. me when I say just it. Believe but me, you when can't I say always. It. Sometimes you have to experience I it. I know, but it's so true. We we are we were so hard. I mean, I was so hard on myself too as mm -hmm. well. Um, so we you know part of the show is trying to show people, show our listeners, share the stories of how women have moved through life and mm -hmm. our typical challenges and kind of found our way. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for other women who might be listening, who might feel a little stuck or in some kind of transition in their life where they're really ready to create change for themselves, but they, they're kind of held back by a little fear or uncertainty. What would you what would you say to them based on your own life learnings? Yeah. So the first thing I'll say is don't be afraid to talk about it. Um, sometimes, for me personally, when I'm really worried, and still to this day, this is something I I work on. This is a constant thing for me to work on. When I'm very anxious or or, or nervous about something, or I know I need a change, but I don't know what it is, I I clam up. I keep it inside because I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet to share it with anyone. Sure. And every single time when I finally open my mouth and talk about it, I feel so much better. And often the path is clearer for me, um, just speaking it out, mm. right? Find someone you trust. Find a good friend. If you don't have anyone that you trust, hire a coach. I mean, yeah. find, a find a community. Yeah. Um, go to a, a counselor of any kind. Um, so that would be my first thing is to talk about it. The other thing is to sit with yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you're, I, I'm not a writer. I don't. I would type before or speak into a recording before I would hand write in a in a journal. I've tried it millions of times in my life, but that doesn't mean you can't sit with yourself and think things over. If you need to see it, write it, type it, speak it. However, yeah. listen back to a recording. Sit with your emotions. Sit with what you're thinking about when you're not distracted by life, and see what comes up. It's so true, right? When we can quiet our mind and just mm -hmm. sit in stillness and and let our just let our higher self mm -hmm. kind of come through, mm -hmm. or our guides, or however you you yeah. know however whatever resonates for people. It's, I think it's it's extremely powerful, and the challenge is creating the space for that. Exactly, but it's so key. Right. I, I I just I. Just went through that this week where I was like, I just need to create the space to, to be and to right. just uh, let, like you said, sit mm -hmm. with it and sort of see what surfaces. And it really makes a difference every single time. It does. And, and just to further your finding that space, 
takes some time if you don't know what that looks like in your life yes. to figure out what that is. For me, it often looks like putting on my little alarm clock that's a sound machine into either waves or rain, low, low volume, yeah. laying, not to sleep, yep. laying back, putting a little selenite eye pillow there on my go. eyes, and just laying there for breathing and breathing. Yeah. It's, it's a game changer. It is. And sometimes it's not even a conscious thought, but right. after you've done that, you you kind of know what you need to do because you'll you see the benefit of it. Oh, that's such great yeah. advice. I love yeah, it. Thanks. So I happen to know that you know um, the importance of having community. But yes. um, talk to me about um, like what is what purpose does having a female tribe tribe excuse me mm-hmm. serve for you? Oh, it's so important. It's so important. Um, I'm going to start by giving an example. Um, my family and I moved to Massachusetts about ten months ago, and from upstate New York. And I have a couple of friends here that I had already known, uh, but they still live about an hour from from where we chose to live. They're in Massachusetts, but a little far away. So I came here and I didn't know anyone. Um, and it took me four months um, to venture out. And when I are actually five, um, because I knew something was missing from my life, um, not having that larger community. Um, I have found that with We Breathe Breathe Wellness, my goodness, um, and Jen, um, and all the wonderful women there. And it's so important to me. And what's interesting is that I didn't know how much I was missing it until I found it again. Because I had it in my old, you know, my old home. Oh, sure. Um, But yeah, like to have that community. But I think it's important, especially for women, to have a community because we need to be able to emote. Yes. We need to share our feelings, our thoughts, and having people that you can trust no matter what in your life mm-hmm. will change your life. Yeah. And if you don't have that community, those feelings of isolation creep up so fast and and so strongly sometimes b- before you even realize they're happening. Yeah, and it impacts you, your mental health and right, well-being when right. you feel alone and isolated. Exactly. And right. then sometimes it's harder to get out of that it because is. you've let yourself get there. Um, my two best friends, um, whom I mentioned that live in Massachusetts, I, I literally do not know where I would be without them mm-hmm. uh, because they have been such a support system for me. That's a smaller community for me. Um, but the We Breathe Wellness community has opened up my eyes to so many um, amazing experiences. I've met some amazing women that are now friends of mine. And without that community, I would probably still be sitting in my apartment every night. And as I've said, I'm a high energy person. Yeah. That is not me. No, you need that connection. <laughs> I need girl. a connection. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it's really I think even the older we get as women, it's just more becomes so. more and more critical mm-hmm. that we have that 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 tribe, that community of people we know will mm-hmm. be there for us right. to celebrate our wins and also support us when we're struggling. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You've got to have people for the good times yeah, too. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. So I know we're coming up on the end of our time here, mm-hmm. but real quickly, Christine, what do you wish there were more or less of in the world? That's a big question. We could have a whole podcast on I that. I know. I could go on and on. But the less of my immediate answer is guns. Mm. I just do not think they need to be in any kind of capacity that we have them now, especially in this country. And and like Jen said, that is an entire podcast. Yes. Um, dear listener, but um, yes. that is that is my answer. Yeah. Um, they just There's just too many and, and too much access. Um, so much tragedy. Yeah. And Linked to mental health. Correct. Crisis. Right. It yeah. all comes back. Yeah. Um, and more of it again, I'm gonna use <laughs> um I would I would say 
communication mm. and love. Yes. But I believe that more communication leads to more love. That's so true. And I think a big part of the communication, it's not just talking to your neighbor. I think it's being able to tr share your true self. I think it's being able to be yourself in public. Yeah. A lot of things I think that um, result in negative experiences come from people not being honest with other people in their lives. Right. So I wish that and we could all be more comfortable being real. Being real. Yeah, because it just leads to to misunderstandings right. and feelings of mm -hmm. not belonging and divisiveness, and that's right. what every all our conflicts about exactly. divisiveness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get let's get to work on that. Yes. Oh, I know a good nonprofit that's working on that <laughs> right too. now. Just happens to be the We Breathe Wellbeing Soul Sanctuary, which you serve on as well. I do. I'm on the board of directors. Yeah. Well, more about that later. Yes. But because um, this this podcast is all about you. Well, I am so grateful that you were able to join us today to share with our listeners this important work that you're doing. How can they get in touch with you to book yes. an appointment or to work with you yes. at the center or virtually? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I oh. Oh, say this has been wonderful. I've been looking forward to it. Um, so you can reach me um, via cell phone or email. Mm -hmm. My cell phone number is area code 518-810-3739. And the best email to start is uh, my first and last name. So it's Christine Scuban at gmail.com. Christine was with a C-H. And Scuban is spelled S as in Sam, K as in kangaroo, U as in umbrella, B as in boy, O as in octopus, N as in Nancy. <laughs> Have you done that before? <laughs> yeah, just a few times. <laughs> I love it. And Christine's also on our website, yes. the We Breathe Wellness Center. Um, you can find her there. Um, she hangs out there with mm -hmm. us a few days a week as well, which mm -hmm. we're so grateful for. And I highly encourage you checking Christine out and, and booking even a, a free consultation yes. call with her because yep. you'll get a good sense of, of how she can help you. Yes, I offer a, a free 30-minute consultation. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for spending this thank time you. with us today. It's been my true honor having you here. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. We look so forward to future episodes to continue learning and evolving together. Thank you. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen. 